Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum to everybody. Welcome here, inshallah. So what we're doing is hopefully we're taking a short course or a long course depending upon the interest in this amazing book written by the famous scholar Sa'id, Sa'id ibn Ali al-Qahtani, may Allah have mercy upon him, known as Hasnul Muslim, the fortress of the believer, the fortress of the Muslim. The book is a summary of basic and fundamental du'as in dhikr that a Muslim is supposed to say throughout the day, uh, whether waking up, whether going to sleep, whether driving a car, getting dressed, going to the bathroom, when you're hosting somebody, when you're eating food, when you're visiting the sick, all of these kind of things. And the benefit of doing these dhikr is that you'll be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every situation that you are in throughout the day. And also you will find that Allah through these dhikr and these du'as gives you protection, gives you blessings and gives you barakah. So the intent of what we're going to be doing in this class is that we're going to take the Shaykh's explanation, Sayyid al-Qahtani, may Allah have mercy upon him, he passed away a few years ago, his own explanation of this book. And we're going to look at selected uh, remembrances from this book and we're going to try to get some more information pertaining to the wordings of these du'as and dhikr so that we can interact with them on a more knowledge-based interaction and to give us more contemplation and more attachment to what we are saying therefore more closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so today's session is going to be mostly about fadl dhikr pertaining to the virtues of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the more we learn about the virtues of an action that we are supposed to do or that we're going to embark upon, the more excited we will be to do the action. And the more we will do the action with our heart and our soul being involved rather than just being a, a mundane action of the body or the tongue. When you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, then you're more excited and therefore you involve your mind and your soul and your heart. And that's where you get the actual benefits as we'll come to know. So without further waiting, the Shaykh, he says, Fadl dhikr He says, the virtues of dhikr. And the first of them he quotes from these virtues in Surah Al-Baqarah, where Allah says, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ وَاشْكُرُولِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ Remember me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and I will remember you. And thank me and do not be disbelieving. Yani, do not be disbelieving with regards to the bounties that I have given you. So as well as remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should thank him and we should not be disbelieving with regards to the bounties that he has given us. So Imam al-Baghawi, one of the famous mufassireen, one of the famous explainers of the Qur'an, he said, He said it means that Allah is saying, remember me in your times of ease and the times when blessings are descending upon you. I will remember you, Allah is saying, in the times of difficulty and in the times when you are having trials. And Imam Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, another famous explainer of the Qur'an, he narrates from Sa'id ibn Jubair who said, That Allah is saying in this verse where he says, Remember me, remember me by being obedient to me, and I will remember you with my forgiveness. So the virtues of dhikr we're going to come to know bit by bit is extremely wide, and there are so many virtues that will just make one fall in love with making dhikr. And once the person starts to do it with their mind and their soul engaged and their heart engaged with the remembrances, they will start to, yani, they will start to have more love and awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So Allah says in the Quran as another virtue, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu dhkurullaha dhikran kathira wa sabbihuhu bukratan wa asila in Surah Al-Ahzab. O oh, you who believe, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much remembrance and make tasbih of him. Say subhanallah in the mornings and in the afternoons and evenings. Imam Al-Baghawi, he says about this verse, أي بالليل والنهار في البر والبحر وفي سحتي وسقمي وفي السري والعلانية. He says that you should remember Allah subhanahu wa taala during the night. You remember Allah during the day. You remember Allah subhanahu wa taala when you are on the land. You remember Allah subhanahu wa taala when you are at sea. You remember Allah subhanahu wa taala whilst you are in a healthy state. You remember Allah subhanahu wa taala even when you are sick. And you remember Allah subhanahu wa taala in secrecy. And you remember Allah as well openly. So in all of the states, you should be remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Alama Sheikh Sa'di, the famous Sheikh Imam Sa'di, may Allah have mercy upon him, said, Ya'mur Allah ta'ala al-mu'mineen bi dhikrihi dhikran kathira. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding the believers to remember him much. Min tahlili wa tahmidi wa tasbih. From saying Alhamdulillah, from saying La ilaha illallah, and from saying Subhanallah. وَمِنْ كُلِّ قَوْلٍ فِيهِ قُرْبَةٌ إِلَى اللَّهِ And any other statement which brings a person close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَقَلُّ ذَلِكَ أَنْ يُلَازِمَ الْإِنسَانِ أَوْرَادَ السَّبَاحِ وَالْمَسَاءِ أَوْرَادَ السَّبَاحِ وَالْمَسَاءِ And the least of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much is to stick to the remembrances of the morning and the evening which we're going to learn in this book, The Fortress of a Muslim. وَأَدْبَارَ صَلَوَاتِ الْخَمْسِ And the remembrances which come after the five daily prayers. وَإِنْدَ الْعَوَارِدُ وَالْأَسْبَابِ And other remembrances which are done based upon need and situations. One thing I forgot to mention is that don't be disheartened if you find these remembrances difficult to remember because there will come a point in your time in life when you find it easy to remember. After you practice learning Arabic, after you practice memorizing regularly, the brain becomes much stronger and Allah would gift you to be able to memorize a lot easier. So even if you're unable to remember, but now you're learning the knowledge of these words, so they will come together, the knowledge of the words and the remembrance will come together for you soon enough, inshallah. So don't feel disheartened. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, in Surah Al-Ahzab, وَذَاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَذَاكِرَاتٍ أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا Excuse me. Those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the male and the females, they remember Allah much, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for them a, a, a forgiveness and a huge reward. Imam al-Baghawi, the explainer of the Qur'an, he says, لا يكون العبد من الذاكرين الله كثيرا حتى يذكر الله قائما وقائدا ومضطجعا That the person is not going to be from those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regularly and often until he remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whilst he is standing whilst he is sitting and whilst he's lying down. And so when you get into the habit of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more, you will remember him on all different situations of your life. And the one who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regularly, it's hoped that they will die upon the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ مَاتَ عَلَىٰ شَيْءٍ بُعِثَ عَلَيْهِ And whoever dies upon a state is raised in that state. So blessed are those people who die remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people they die whilst making sujood. Some people they die in their sleep after having prayed to raka before going to bed or after having made remembrance of Allah. 
So the more we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more likely it will be that we will have a good ending rather than those people who die after having committed a sin and they will be raised in that situation on the Day of Judgment in that sin. May Allah protect us and forgive us. Imam Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he said, Hayya Allahu liman hadi safatuhum maghfiratan minhu li dhunubihim wa ajan azeeman wa huwa jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for the ones who fit this description, meaning that they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much, that he has prepared for them a huge forgiveness for their sins and a huge reward, and that is Jannah, that they will be given Jannah. So the more we practice remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more our souls will be attached to Allah azza wa jal, because we're always thinking about him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you'll find that those times when you don't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will realize that, hey, something's missing, and it's not your iPhone. You will realize that, hey, something's missing, and it's the remembrance of Allah azza Because you're so used to it, you're not feeling that completeness of your soul. You're not feeling that tranquility of your soul when you're not remembering Allah Azza wa Jal. And that is the state that we want to get to. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, وَذْكُرْ رَبَّكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ تَدَرُّعًا وَخِفْيَةً وَدُونَ الْجَهْرِ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ بِالْغُضُوِّ وَالْآَصَالِ وَلَا تَكُمْ مِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ In Surah Al-A'raf, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, Remember your Lord within yourself with humility and silently without being loud in speech in the mornings and in the afternoons and don't be from those who are negligent. Imam al-Baghawi he says, Amr Allah bi dhikrihi fi suduri bi tadaru'i ilayhi fi du'a wal istikana duna rafi'a sawtu wa siyah fi du'a. Imam al-Baghawi the explainer of the Quran he said remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your chests meaning in your hearts and your souls with humility in du'a whilst making du'a to him and whilst being submissive without raising your voice to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by screaming or shouting in dua. Why did the Imam, when he explained the verse, he mentioned these points? Because when you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with contemplation, with tranquility and quietly, this brings about a, a sense of stillness in your soul, a, self, a sense of stillness in your mind, in your heart, and it connects you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You find that the majority of the acts of worship of the Muslims are full of tranquility and khushu. And the people of bidah, the people of innovation, they are like those who copy the Jews and the Christians and other than them. So their remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mostly shouting, screaming and very erratic. But the Sunni Muslim, the one who follows the way of the Salaf, the early Muslims, his remembering of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as described in the Quran, that they bring themselves to darru'an with, with humility and khifiyatan and quietly and with tranquility. They remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in Surah Al-Ra'd, is it not with remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the hearts they find tranquility and peace and stability and that's the reality the heart and the soul is not going to find tranquility except by remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except by being around these words that we are going to learn being around the Quran being around the good deeds that we are supposed to do when you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala often you will find that your soul is in tranquil state even though there may be chaos around you, there may be chaos in your life with the things and that you are, the situations that you are dealing with, but your soul and your heart will be anchored. Why? Because you are remembering Allah often. And with that remembrance, Allah gives you a strength by which you can navigate the difficulties of life. So remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that which gives pleasure and joy to the heart. As Allah says in this, in this verse, is it not with remembrance of Allah that the hearts they find tranquility? Meaning it's a rhetorical question, meaning that of course it's only with the remembrance of Allah that the hearts they find stability, 
and tranquility. So people in life who are not seeking knowledge, who are not trying their best to be close to Allah, you'll find that when they have free time, they go to messaging. They go to Facebook and social media. They go to watching movie after movie or show after show. They're trying to find something to occupy their lives with, to give them rest and relaxation. But subhanAllah, the believer, when he pushes his soul or her soul, and he forces the soul to become obedient to Allah through worship and remembrance, this believer starts to enjoy being with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through worship, through reading, through contemplation, more than he or she finds tranquility and relaxation in the TV or in false uh, speech and other such matters. The one who turns away from Allah's remembrance, in particular the Quran, is in immense loss. This person is not surrounded by angels and mercy, but rather this person is surrounded by devils. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Surah Al-Zukhruf, وَمَنْ يَعْشُ عَنْ ذِكِّ الرَّحْمَانِ نُقَيِّدْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ لَهُ قَرِينٌ The one who turns away from the remembrance of the merciful, then we will give to that person a devil that will be a companion for that person. So you find that people, you may see them smiling, but inside they are in deep pain and they have a huge emptiness within themselves because they have turned away from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are accompanied by devils. They are unable to think straight. They are unable to be happy in a real sense. So they're always looking for something to mask that sadness, whether it's going out to the clubs, whether it's drinking and smoking as much as they can to make their minds forget the pain that they are in. So when the person turns away from the remembrance of Allah then they have the companionship of the devils. In Bukhari, the Prophet ﷺ narrated, The similitude, the likeness of the one who remembers his Lord as compared to the one that does not remember his Lord or her Lord is like the one who is living and dead. So the one who remembers Allah often, the soul is alive. And the one who doesn't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala often, then the soul is dead. There's nothing taking place in that soul. So sometimes you find that in a particular house, even though people living in that house, they have the luxuries that everybody would want to have. So you'd imagine that these people are happy, but you find them quick to argumentation. You find them quick to depression, even though they are surrounded by luxuries. Why? It's because they are surrounded by devils rather than being surrounded by angels and the mercy descending from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they are away from the remembrance of Allah azawajal. In Sahih Muslim, the Prophet said in the hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Don't make your houses, the Prophet said, don't make your houses like graveyards. Don't make your houses like graveyards. Verily the house wherein Surah Al-Baqarah is read, then the shaitan, he will flee from that house. Whether the reading is physical reading by yourself, which is the best, or it's a reading which is recorded, then inshallah there will still be blessings of angels descending and Allah's protection. The Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith in Tirmidhi, The Prophet ﷺ said to the companions, the Sahaba, should I not inform you of the best of your deeds? And the more purified deeds in the sight of your Lord. And the deeds which have the most high status in the sight of your Lord. And better for you than spending in charity gold or silver. 
وخيرٌ لكم من أن تلقوا عدوكم فتضربوا أعناقهم ويضربوا أعناقكم and better for you than to meet your enemies in the battlefield and you strike their necks and they strike your necks meaning jihad the sahaba when they heard this hadith they were amazed they said bala ya rasulullah of course ya rasulullah tell us what is better than all of these deeds he said dhikrullah ta'ala continue remembrance and true remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in this hadith you see that the prophet sallallahu said from the greatest of your deeds and better than spending in the path of Allah and better than making jihad in the path of Allah and one may think that but these deeds like spending in the path of Allah and making jihad in the path of Allah they have a huge virtue in the sight of Allah so how do we manage to understand that making dhikr can equate to those deeds well the one who truly makes dhikr in the way that he or she should continually and with deep contemplation and in a way that that dhikr changes their life then they are going to be those people who rush to spend in the path of Allah and rush to fight in the path of Allah if they so had the chance to do so it's not going to be that they would turn away from doing good deeds to just sit around making dhikr upon their tongue rather the dhikr will change their lives and make them be a people that would rush towards doing all the deeds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated in Bukhari the Prophet ﷺ narrates a hadith Qudsi where Allah says, abdi bi. I am with my slave as he or she thinks of me. And I am with my slave if they think of me, if they remember me. So if the person remembers me within themselves, then I remember the person within myself. And if the person remembers me in a gathering, then I remember these people or that person in a gathering which is better than it. And if the person comes to me a small amount, the length of half a finger or so, then I come to that person the length of an arm. And if the person comes to me the length of an arm, then I come to the person even more so. And if the person comes to me walking, I come to the person at a higher speed than walking. So in this hadith, we find that there is much encouragement to remember Allah. So the wording, I'm with my slave when they think of me, right? I am with my slave as they think of me. So the ulama, they explain here that the slave should have good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, thinking that Allah is well capable to forgive me and loves to forgive and he will forgive if I am true in seeking repentance. Allah is able to fulfill my needs and will fulfill my needs when I make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet said in Tirmidhi, Call upon Allah whilst you are convinced that Allah is, is going to answer you. Don't call upon Allah and you're not sure that Allah is going to answer you. No, that's bad manners. Call upon Allah and be convinced that Allah will answer you in one of the ways that He answers. So Allah, the scholars, they said, being with Allah in this way means that you have good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I'm with my slave when He remembers me. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with his slave when he or she 
remembers Allah. Allah will protect that slave at that time of remembrance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give the slave ability to achieve what they want to achieve and will give them overall guidance and protection. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran to Musa and his brother Harun, Innani ma'akuma asma'un wa ara. I am with you both, I see and I hear. And this is a special type of ma'iyah, a special type of being close to the believers. So when the believer remembers Allah Azawajal, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes close to that person in a special way. فَإِن ذَكَرَنِي فِي نَفْسِهِ ذَكَرْتُهُ فِي نَفْسِهِ وَإِن ذَكَرَنِي فِي مَلَئِن ذَكَرْتُهُ فِي مَلَئِن خَيْرٍ مِنْهُ And the part of the hadith that we took where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if the person remembers me to himself, then I remember him to myself. And if he remembers me in a gathering, then I remember him in a gathering which is better than the one that he remembered me in. So you find, for example, if you remember Allah in a gathering, in an open gathering, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remember you amongst the angels that are with him, amongst the prophets and the righteous that are with him in a gathering which is better than the gathering that you have chosen to remember Allah in. Shaykh Uthaymeen, he mentions an important point here though. He says, if you find within yourself difficulty in controlling your sincerity, which many of us do, when you are remembering Allah in a gathering, then he says it's better for you to leave it off. Don't remember Allah in a gathering. If you find that showing off riya has started to penetrate your heart, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you are alone in that situation until Allah strengthens you. The hadith, in the hadith, it mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to you however you come to Allah meaning that if you come to Allah a hand span, Allah comes to you an arm's length. If you come to Allah walking, Allah comes to you rushing. Okay, in a way that befits His Majesty. So however you come to Allah Allah is coming to you, to you, towards you at a quicker pace. Whatever little you do in turning towards Allah Allah magnifies that reward and comes to you with more reward than you deserve for the little action that you have done. Why? Because He loves to guide His slaves, those who are looking for guidance. He loves to forgive them and He loves when His slaves return to Him to worship Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Shaykh Uthaymeen, he said that the one who comes close to me, it means The one who comes close to me with worship, then I come close to him with my forgiveness. Another hadith, the Prophet وسلم, narrated by Ibn Busra, he said in the hadith in Tirmidhi, قال, a man asked the Prophet وسلم, and said, Ya Rasulullah, inna shara'ila al-Islam qad kathrat alayya. O oh, Messenger of Allah, verily the legislations and the worship in Islam has become much upon me. So teach me something which I can stick to. The Prophet said, That your tongue should remain continually moist with remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning after you have done the obligatory deeds that I have made obligatory upon you, if you are unable to do much of the other voluntary deeds, the sunnah deeds, then at least stick to the remembrance of me, to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that will suffice you in having immense reward. And this is how the believers are. Whenever they, whenever they have freed themselves from an act of worship, they try their best to keep their minds and souls and hearts occupied with the remembrance of Allah azawajal. In fact, it's mentioned that some of the, the righteous before us the Salaf al-Salih, the Sahaba and others, they would be so continual in remembrance, in the remembrance of Allah that when they would go to the bathroom, they would have to put something in their mouth to stop their tongues, to remind themselves 
not to remember Allah in that situation because that was their default that their tongues would always be moving with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just as a side point and an important side point as we've mentioned that remembrance is not just upon the tongue it's not just dhikr that you do reading remembrance is anything you do to please Allah every time you choose to please Allah and to stay away from disobedience this is from the best of remembrance why because you have chosen to be with Allah instead of being with the devil you have remembered to please Allah instead of pleasing the devil so when you choose for example to please your family because you know that Allah loves when you have good relations with your family your husband your wife your children etc when you are intimate with your wife because you know that Allah loves that you give your partner their rights and to make them uh, physically and emotionally happy and you choose to do it in the halal way rather than the haram way then this is also dhikr this is also remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which you will be rewarded for the Prophet said Man min and this hadith is in Tirmidhi whoever recites a letter from the book of Allah then that person gets due to reciting that letter a hasana, a reward and one hasana is multiplied by ten the Prophet said I'm not saying to you that alif is a harf and alif la mim is a harf meaning that this word alif la mim in the Quran I'm not saying to you this is a word this is a letter rather alif harf alif itself is a letter which gets ten reward lam is a letter which gets ten reward and mim is a letter which gets ten reward so just by reading alif la mim in the Quran you got yourself 30 rewards طيب. Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah commenting upon this hadith he said al-hasanatu fi dunya annaha al-ibadah wal-afiyah wa fi al-akhira al-jannah wal-maghfirah that Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala he said that this hasana this reward that the Prophet sallallahu is mentioning is that it's an act of worship meaning that you are rewarded by being guided to another act of worship and this is from the best of rewards for you because every time you do an act of worship you get closer to Allah you get closer to Jannah you get a huge reward stored for you in the hereafter and so many other benefits and you get afia afia which is well-being in all your situations and all your states and in the hereafter you get Jannah and forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala second to last hadith inshallah two more to go the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the prophet said in the hadith in Tirmidhi that no people sit in a gathering wherein they do not remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nor do they send salutations upon their Prophet by saying وسلم, etc except that upon them is a huge loss and if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes he would punish them and if he wishes he will forgive them Imam al-Manawi al-Manawi he said so he said it's extremely important for a person when they are going to get up from a gathering and leave that they ensure that they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he said that the sunnah is achieved in doing any dhikr and any type of salah upon the Prophet. However, the best remembrance 
and this hopefully is something we'll study later on. The best remembrance for leaving a gathering is to say Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu alayk. Okay? So the point from what is being said in this hadith that no people they sit in a gathering wherein they don't remember Allah nor do they make salah upon the Prophet except that they're going to be in a huge state of loss. And maybe Allah will punish them or maybe Allah will forgive them. And the way to come out of that is that you say this dhikr that I just mentioned before you leave the gathering. And we have to be very careful upon the gatherings that we choose to be in. Because so many gatherings we find Allah is not being remembered. And the Prophet salah is not being made upon the Prophet It's as though it's something very difficult for people to do these days. They can talk about the football matches, they can talk about the movies, they can talk about the TV shows, they can talk about the latest fashion, all other kinds of chaos they can talk about. But they find it very difficult to talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why is that? It's because the heart and the soul is far away from Allah So you have to be selective of which gatherings you go to so that they will be full of benefit for you and not be any uh, harm for you. That's why the Prophet said, A person is upon the religion of his friend. So be careful who you take as a friend. Imam Shawkani, he said in Tuhfat al-Dhaqirin, he said, even if a person enters Jannah, even if a person is blessed enough to enter Jannah, may Allah make us from them, Amin. The person will still have some form of regret because he will see that there were so many levels of Jannah that he, he or she could have reached. Yes, they're super happy. They're not sad. They're never going to be sad. But they will say to themselves, SubhanAllah, had I made use of my time by remembering Allah, I could have gotten to those higher levels in Jannah. So it's important for a person to always think about how to use their time. Tayyip. Last hadith, inshallah. Sahil ibn Habdaliya, he said that the Prophet said, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu That there is not a people that gather together to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in it. And then they get up from that gathering where they came to remember Allah subhanahu They get up and it is said to them, Get up for sure and for certainty your sins have been forgiven. And your sins have been exchanged or turned into good deeds. So these people who come together to remember Allah by seeking knowledge together, by attending classes of knowledge, by learning Quran together, by remembering Allah reminding each other to that which is right and that which is wrong, then these people when they separate from that gathering, then not only are their sins forgiven, but from the vast mercy of Allah He changes their bad deeds into good deeds. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who try their utmost to go to gatherings of knowledge, even if they are like these ones online, if they can't get to physical ones. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to teach us the remembrances that He is pleased with and to make us from those whose mind and tongue and heart and soul are continually in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we can live that true life of joy and happiness and tranquility and on the path that will lead us eventually to Allah's everlasting pleasure in the hereafter. Ameen. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anything which was correct was from Allah's wa shortcomings and mistakes were from myself and shaitan.